everyone and welcome back to another episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name's Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Today I have something that I want to talk about and that is voice inflection. I want to talk about the psychology behind voice inflection. This is something that is super, super important and I feel like we don't pay enough attention to how we actually sound. Just so that you're all aware, you are going to hear me use the word super, super important about a thousand times in this podcast, and I apologize in advance, but I'm just trying to stress to you that it is super, super important. Now, imagine for a second that instead of you hearing my regular voice, my entire podcast sounded like this. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. My name's Maggie. Today, we're going to talk about voice inflection how it impacts your phone calls, and how your brain responds to it. We're going to talk about how you can use it to help make your phone calls better. I got to admit, that's actually really hard for me to do. I had to re-record this section several times because I am not a monotone speaker. It's just not in my blood. But what if you had to listen to that? Would you follow my podcast? You probably wouldn't listen too long. I know that I immediately felt a little bit bored um, and like maybe I was listening to someone who is uh, trying to put me to sleep and immediately reminded me of those calm advertisements that you see where a celebrity reads you a story to put you to sleep. They lull you off to sleep while Killian Murphy reads you a story about Irish country and that's not the goal here. I'm not trying to put anyone to sleep and I highly doubt that if you're trying to sell cars or you're trying to collect money over the phone or schedule service appointments that you want to sound like you're trying to lull someone off to sleep as well or that you hate your job so much that you wish that you weren't there. So let's talk about how voice inflection can impact our phone calls. So one of the first things that we're going to talk about is basically infancy. If you have ever had a baby, you know that babies can cry and scream. And I actually experienced this with my own son right after he was born, my first son, uh, he immediately started screaming until I started speaking and then he stopped crying. And you've probably seen this multiple times with infants. The minute they hear their mother's voice, a voice that they've been familiar with, while they were in the womb, they instantly feel calm. We actually start to recognize voice inflection when we're just an infant. Basically, what you can think about here is that we effortlessly extract a wealth of socially relevant information from voices. Meaning when someone is sad, you can hear it. When someone is bored, you can hear it. And this goes beyond just the comprehension of the words itself. And it actually is more focused on our inflection. So you always want to think of it that way. And think about the different things that you use your voice for, such as to identify someone, or maybe even in some cases, try to determine their age just based on their voice. So it's important to remember that the way you process voices and inflection actually starts to develop from infancy and it continues to grow throughout the entire childhood and into parts of your adolescence. Now, I also want you to think about the fact that we have amazing skills as human beings and there's a lot of stuff that happens in your brain that you don't even realize is happening because you're just living life, you're breathing. I mean, you breathe without thinking about it, right? Your brain does basically the same thing when it processes voice inflection. So we actually extract information from a voice, including identity, age, gender, 
um, emotional or intentional expressions. All of that comes from the tone in voice. And multiple studies have been done and they describe the fact that our neurophysiological processes are specific to voices as compared to other sounds. So think about like birds or the wind or things like that. So we are very voice sensitive people and our brains actually have a section in them that is voice sensitive. We have voice sensitive regions in our brain. So they're gonna be more active when we're listening to vocalizations as opposed to, like I said, those environmental sounds. So as you are on the phone with somebody, it is really important that you think about your voice, how it's coming across. So it's not just always what you're saying, but also the tone in your voice as well. So from early as two months on, Infants can actually differentiate between different phonemes. So you can think of a phoneme as a distinct unit of sound. That's exactly what the definition is. It is a distinct unit of sound that distinguishes one word from another. And what happens is when you're an infant, you can identify whether your mother is speaking those words or a stranger is speaking those words. And I think that that is absolutely ridiculous. It's so amazing the things that our brains do, and we don't spend enough time kind of thinking about those things. Um, multiple studies have shown that during the first year of life, voice is the primary channel for recognizing emotion. If you're in a marriage, you may have had a fight. And if there's a baby around, a lot of times the baby will cry. And the reason that the baby will cry is because they are hearing the tone of voices around. Maybe they're shouting, but it's the actual tone in the voices around them, not necessarily the environment specifically, that's affecting the baby's mood. Now, of course, there are situations where environment does play a role. I am definitely not discrediting that. The point here is that when a baby is living in a healthy environment, when, you know, couples get tired because they have a brand new baby in the house and something happens and there's an argument, the baby will actually respond to the changes in vocal tone, and that is what's going to make them cry. So the recognition of basic emotions from the tone of voice it is going to improve by the time you're about 10. So between five and 10, your skills really start to develop. One of the things that I found particularly crazy is the fact that your brain processes vocal tone within milliseconds. So it's delivering you emotion based on the vocal tones that you're hearing in milliseconds, which again, it's just mind blowing to me. It's incredible what our brains can do. Now, there's a lot of information out there about voice inflection and the different things that you can kind of do to help improve your voice inflection. I've always preached having a mirror nearby. This is one of the easiest ways to kind of see whatever expression is on your face is what's gonna come across in your voice. And so you use that mirror to kind of glance into it before you answer the phone. But you can use your voice for different things too. For example, when you're asking someone a question, you wouldn't say, how are you doing today? You'd say, how are you doing today? You wanna to raise your voice at the end to make it seem like a question. You wouldn't say, thank you for calling, how can I help you? Well, you actually might, because that would be part of the reason I am recording this podcast. But for argument's sake, let's say we don't want to answer the phone that way, and we should know better than to answer the phone that way. Instead, you'd say, thank you for calling. How can I help you? It's a question. So you always raise your voice at the end of a question. And that is how it helps your customer engage with you and understand your intent based specifically on your voice inflection. Now keep in mind that your actual vocal tone or your voice inflection creates an unconscious psychological connection 
because you naturally are going to feel closer to someone who is expressing a sincere caring for your well-being. So that's going to be something that you want to think about while you're on the phone with people. You want to make sure that you're upbeat enough to get your point across, but not so over the top that you sound absolutely insane. So your tone is going to be your secret weapon to influence your customers because it is the unspoken language. Your you know, customer is going to hear words without you having to say them, which is like your subconscious basically adding in little words to help sway your opinion or feelings of things, which is why your voice tone is so important in the big scheme of things. And I don't think people pay enough attention to it. Uh, I know like especially when I'm calling a dealership for the first time, one of the worst things that can happen is they answer the phone and they just sound like they're at work being held against their will. Thanks for calling ABC Motors. How can I help you? With like a long sigh after their greeting. And, you know, it's like they're out of breath or maybe they're chewing gum or, you know, you sat on hold for a really long time. So you're already kind of irritated and they answer the phone sounding like they have no desire in the world to help you. Those things are all going to negatively impact how your customer feels about your business. Remember to use your words to help guide the customer towards what you're trying to accomplish, but your vocal tone is gonna be sort of the nail in the coffin, if you will. That is how you are going to be able to convince the customer, hey, I need you to make your payment, or um, come on into the store and take a test drive on on a couple of vehicles. That's kind of the goal here overall. But we are trying to sway the customer emotionally, and you can do that with your voice inflection. So let's go back and talk about those first five seconds that you have. We've talked about this a bunch of times. The first five seconds are what start to develop the first impression between you and your customer. So if you only had five seconds to sell your product or to sell a vehicle or to sell your financing program or to collect a payment or set a service appointment, would you be able to do it? Of course not. So you need to use those first five seconds to establish the connection between yourself and the customer. So your voice inflection is going to play a major role in that. Thinking about this from a psychology standpoint, your customer has internal logic. Right, so think about your internal logic before you make a decision on something. Is there any way that you can get past someone's internal logic within a matter of seconds to be able to sell a product to them? I mean, it's just not possible. So we always wanna make sure that we're using that first impression so that we can get more time on the phone with the customers, that we can get our conversation together so that we can help them make a good decision. And it's not just about you trying to control the conversation with your voice. What you say is also going to impact how the customer perceives you. So it's not just about how it makes them feel, but it's also how they feel about you specifically and not just what they're buying or how they're making a payment or setting up a payment arrangement or things like that. I always say people don't buy cars from places, they buy cars from people. And it's, you know, the same concept. Even if you're trying to collect a payment, it's the same thing. They still feel like they're giving the payment to you and not the business. So that rapport is just, it needs to be at the forefront. And that is all happening within those first five seconds. And then it continues throughout the rest of the conversation. So you can't just have a good greeting and then let it all go. It needs to be a good greeting and we need to maintain that good voice inflection throughout the rest of the call. And I've mentioned this before, but our ears are perfectly in tune now (laughs) to recognize tonal shifts. And this is something you can Google and you can find all kinds of information about this. But basically around 45% 
of the conversation or slash communication is made up of your vocal tone. Another 45% is body language and then the actual verbiage that you're using is somewhere around 10%. But if you're over the phone, you can take the body language out of the equation. So that means it's all about your vocal tone and your actual phrasing. So don't forget that because it's a key component to sales calls. Body language is really easy to be aware of. Vocal tone is really easy to be aware of. That just leaves you to memorize your word track, which is also simple to do if you practice and use the tools available to you. So remember, your voice inflection is directly connected to your brain. It starts before you can even remember it being a thing, and it's going to carry you through life. And how you use your voice is going to positively or negatively impact your phone calls. So you need to make sure that you're focused on your voice inflection. Pay attention to the rises and the falls. Make sure that you are also using that empathetic tone. If you have a customer in a difficult situation, we don't want to sound like we're leaving for a trip to Disneyland tomorrow if your customer is telling you about losing their job and not being able to make their car payment. So common sense is going to play a major role in this. Think about those first five seconds of the conversation and then use that to build your foundation for a good solid phone call based on your customer's attitude and words, what they're saying, what's going on, why they've called, and then use that information to help you down the road figure out what kind of vocal tone that you want to use. I've talked previously about kind of being a chameleon, and that is 100% true when it comes to being on the phone. We have to make sure that we're very careful with that. You can also take a, a second and kind of think about some of the things that you can say in different tones. For example, how can I help you? Or how can I help you? which is more sounding kind of condescending and like, what do you want from me? So you can use your voice in different ways to mean different things. And it's very important that we are careful with that because sometimes it happens and we don't pay attention to the fact that it's occurring. It is also sometimes circumstantial. You could be having a bad day. You could have had, you know, three customers in the store. Not a single one of them got approved. Uh, your coworker calls in sick, you're all by yourself. Stress happens in our day-to-day work environments. So my advice is always kind of twofold. Number one is the mirror because it's definitely going to help you improve that voice inflection. But number two is to take a deep breath and remember that this is only, again, circumstantial. Tomorrow is a new day. This is only temporary. We are in this moment right now and we need to deal with what's happening right now and stressing out about it does not help. One of the funniest things that I think um, is kind of ironic that this is like a smart quote because it is from a movie that is just ridiculous. Uh, But if you've ever seen Van Wilder with Ryan Reynolds, one of the things that he says in the movie is worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere. And I I remember the first time I heard it thinking, that's pretty insightful for the type of movie that this is and for the crazy things that happen in the movie. But it's true. Yeah, you can go back and forth and sure you're moving and something's happening, but you're not actually going anywhere. Nothing is going to change by worrying. Instead, you have to take a look at the situation Focus on the things that you can actively control right now, like your voice inflection and the words that you choose to use. And then we're going to have to figure out the things that we can't control that are not under our control, like a coworker being sick, what we're going to do to deal with that situation now. 
Worrying about it is just an unnecessary emotion that's added into the mix. So take a deep breath, get yourself a cup of coffee or water, whatever your preferred work approved beverage is, and remind yourself that you can do it and that you're going to be great. And it just means that today we have to work just a little bit harder and pick up a little bit of slack, but there are going to be days where it is the other way around and you're sick. And that coworker is dealing with three customers in store and the phone ringing off the hook and you're not there to help. Everyone's been there. Everyone's going to be there again. But worrying about it does not change the fact that it's happening. So even if you're having a bad day, you still need to have a good voice inflection. You can't take it out on your customers. You still need to be mindful of how the tone in your voice is going to positively or negatively impact your conversation with that customer. And just be mindful of it. Practice your active listening. Use your mirror. Focus on your word tracks. And you got this. It's not super hard. We just have to be aware of it. We have to be mindful of it. I really hope that you learned something on this episode today. I hope that you think more about your voice inflection and the psychology behind it. It's not just something that we ask you to do because we want you to sound happy. There's actually a reason behind it. There's that connection in the brain. And I really hope that this was insightful because this is something that my coaches are constantly asking me to talk about because it is an issue and it does negatively impact calls, especially sales and collections calls, and also the perception of service departments. So take this information and use Use it and work on your voice inflection. And remember, you know, smiling a little bit each day never hurt anybody. So we'll be back next week with a very special guest. Ben Goodman, who is an NIADA 20 group moderator, is going to be joining me next week. I will be gone for a week. Um, and so we won't have a podcast the week after next. But I'm going to try to get Ben's podcast out before I am not available. That way you guys can all have a chance to hear some of Ben's tips, tricks. And we're going to talk a little bit about the convention. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Elevate with CNM Coaching. Just as a friendly reminder, I am going to be speaking at Buy Here, Pay Here United. I am very excited about this. That is the next event that's coming up, and that is going to be in April. It is at the Bellagio Hotel, so don't forget to show up for that. Everybody is going to be there. It's April 30th through May 2nd. After that, we have Compliance Unleashed, which I am also super excited about. I'm going to be speaking with Richard Hudson. It's going to be an excellent event. That's going to be in May, and that one's in Texas. Easy in, easy out, right by the airport. Don't forget to sign up for that. Registration is open now. It's May 22nd through the 24th. And then, of course, as you all know, NIADA is going to be in June. Lots of opportunities to catch me this summer. I'm going to be speaking at NIADA June 19th through the 22nd at the Wynn in Las Vegas. I will let you know the day and time as it gets closer. Make sure you register for these events, guys. The Buy Here, Pay Here United is open to dealers only, no vendors. And the Compliance Unleashed is amazing for any controllers in your office. Um, Anybody in charge of uh, financials, it would be great. Your collections people and collections managers. And then, of course, everyone should attend NIADA. It's an amazing convention. Lots of awesome technology at the convention. New vendors, old vendors. Lots of great things to catch up on and see. And, of course, an amazing lineup of speakers. But I'm biased. So I will see you there. I hope you all have a great weekend. Until next time.